Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in. WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Appreciate everyone that has, has really you know made this a part of their day. Uh, WIP Daily, daily part of your day, Monday through Friday. And of course, uh, a weekend podcast during the NFL season. What are NFL picks? Three and two this week and uh, coming up four and one the week before. So we're starting to move in a good direction towards the end of the season, closing strong. Hopefully the Eagles can close strong. It was not a good game against the 49ers. So disappointed in the way they played. And one of the biggest reasons why they played so poorly was their linebacker play, which was terrible. Of the 314 passing yards by the Niners on Sunday, 213 came after the catch. Nicholas Morrow, Alone accounted for 151 of those. Just cooked all day. The Eagles needed linebacker help. They get it. Shaq Leonard chooses the Eagles. He's in tow. I expect him to play on Sunday against the Cowboys. All right, so let's dive into this. What is Shaq Leonard at this point? How much can he help at this point? And really, I have some criticism for how we got to the point where the Eagles have to be, you know, sign a linebacker that was released by maybe a playoff bound team off the street as we head towards week 14. But let's just, let's go to the players. You know, Shaquille Leonard, obviously at one point was Darius Leonard. He was at one point a great football player. Um, I I thought he was on the fast track to the Hall of Fame. 2018 Defensive Player of the Year for uh, three first-team All-Pros in his career, but now the injuries have set in. You know, you go back in the day, the way Sirianni spoke about him, the way he played, he kind of compared him to having long arms in the 2-3 zone that Syracuse used for so many years with Jim Beheim, and he would tip passes because he was just so long, he was fast, he was smart. You know, if you made a list of the best linebackers in the NFL... He was very high up that list. You know what Fred Warner is right now? I mean, there was a period where you could have made a real case that Shaq Leonard was the best off-ball linebacker in the National Football League. That's what he was. I mean, he really looked like he was going to go to Canton. I mean, if he just had stayed healthy and had the career he started to have, the guy looked like he was completely and totally the best defensive player in the field. I remember him in 2018, his rookie year, here against the Eagles. Uh, That was Wentz's first game back. You know, for that season, as a rookie, 163 tackles led the league, 111 solo tackles led the league, eight quarterback hits, he had four forced fumbles, he had two interceptions, the guy was a monster as a rookie. I'm pulling up that 2018 game log, it's the first time, and probably the only time I've watched him in person. So that game against the Eagles, here, September of uh, 2018, right, Wentz's first game back, he missed the first two games that year, off the knee surgery and recovery, against the Falcons and against the Buccaneers, and then the Colts came in here with Frank Reich, and the, that game, Shaquille Leonard had two sacks. He had nine tackles. He had 13 combined tackles. He had five tackles for loss and two quarterback hits and a pass defended. I mean, he was probably the best player on the field that day. The Eagles won that game 20-16. I'm just looking back through the box score of that game as the Eagles found a way to, to score late and win the game on a Wendell Smallwood touchdown run. It was, you know, it was not a banner effort for either side. Luck played, played okay in that game. Wentz played, played okay in that game. Um, nobody really had a standout performance in the passing game on either side. I mean, Ertz led the Eagles uh, 
uh, Ertz and Goddard both had 73, you know, rush, you know, re- receiving yards. Yeah, I mean, the best player in the field that day, as I just looked through the box score, Coleman a little bit, was easily Shaq Leonard. That's how good this guy was. He he was that good of a football player at that point. Now, back surgery a couple of years ago, it has changed his career in a significant way. He's not the same player, and we can't ignore that he was just released by the Annapolis Colts. And just diving in a little bit, it's really interesting how the release went down. <clears throat> Yeah, it's instructive to look just how the release went down for Shaq Leonard. Like, how his career with the Colts, which, by the way, a couple years ago, they gave this guy a ridiculously long contract. I think he got a $100 million deal. He had a five-year, $99 million contract in 2021 for a linebacker. I mean, that's pretty rare. Roquan Smith got a deal pretty similar to that recently. Um, But that's really a lot of money for a linebacker. And he has no more... Guarantee money beyond this season. So that is obviously part of this whole thing. Um, that they didn't they, they didn't want him there next year anyway. But but here is what happened. So he started to lose snaps and he became a guy that was not on the field on third down, which is interesting because they needed Eagles need help in terms of stopping the pass. And he was splitting reps on second down. So he really was just a first down linebacker for the Colts as the the weeks had waned on here. And and here's a little excerpt from the piece of his release over at ESPN. Um, Leonard's playing time had been inconsistent during his recovery, but the coaches told him they would continue to revisit the issue as the season progressed. But after an underwhelming performance by Leonard in the Colts' last two week game, last game two weeks ago, his play became even more scrutinized. Instead of expanding Leonard's playing time, Colts defensive coordinator Gus Bradley told him he was going to be inactive Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That status was likely to stick for the rest of the season. So he was never playing for the Colts again. I mean, it was it's so obvious here. They weren't going to play him anymore. I'm not sure if they didn't want him to get injured again, then they'd be on the hook for the money. They had kind of made the call that he wasn't one of the best players now, and he was nef- definitely not going to be on the football team next year. So they decided just to move on and release the guy. And then as this goes... You know, when there's a big name that gets released within a season, Odell Beckham had this kind of thing a few years ago, it becomes a tour. And you kind of forget that the player isn't the player he used to be because his name is out there and he's on a tour and you want your team to pick him and all that kind of stuff. Look, I've watched some of the highlights or lowlights of Shaq Leonard. I've seen some plays he's made. I've seen some spots in coverage where he gets cooked. Now, I think by accident, he's a sure tackler than Nicholas Morrow. He will be just better than Nicholas Morrow because he's a better football player than him. So I I think if we're just basing this on, can he help the team and be better than the guy they had beforehand? I think the answer to that is yes. I believe right now he's a better football player than Nicholas Morrow. No questions asked. He's better. I'd rather have him on the field. So that's that. But in terms of... Is this player going to come in and change the Eagles' defense, which has been a sieve? I mean, I, I don't think so. You know, you look at Eagles and where they rank across the NFL. I'm going to pull it up in terms of 2023 defensive rankings. It's it's bad. I mean, I, and I've been, I've been trying to point this out for a long time now. I mean, this is just not a very good football team in terms of the defensive side of the ball. They're just, they're just not. I mean, they are... Bottom of the NFL, 32nd in terms of third down defense. I mean, that is as bad as it gets. Third down defense is they're the bottom of the NFL. And that's got to change significantly for them to have a chance here to, you know, to, to be a team that goes deep in the playoffs. I mean, that, that's it. I got them right here. Team defensive stats. I was give me a second to pull those things up. All right. Team defense. Ready? 
opponent yards per play. The Eagles rank right now 24th in opponent yards per play. Okay, so teams are moving the football against them at a pretty, pretty good rate right now. Okay, scoring defense, opponents points per game. The Eagles now rank 24th in the NFL. So 24th in yards per play, 24th in in, in points per game allowed. Okay, third down conversion percentage. The Eagles are dead last in the NFL. They are 47.27% of third downs teams convert on them. Over the last three games, that number is 58%. Chiefs, Bills, and obviously last week against the 49ers, 58% is egregious. In the last three games, that isn't just the worst in the NFL. It's the worst by a lot in the NFL. They can't get off the field on third down. So now here comes Shaq Leonard, who wasn't allowed to play anymore for a Colts team on third down that is in the race. So I'm tempering my expectations. I, I'm not going to, until I see this guy put on midnight green and be a better football player and all that, I'm going to temper the expectations on what I expect him to be. Is he ever going to be the player he was, you know, back in the day? I, I doubt that. I, I don't think he's going to be the player he was back in the day ever again. I think we're at the point now with his health where that, part of his game has been eliminated. He probably will never go back to that again. Now, can he be an asset? Yeah, I do think that because look, he's going to be better than Nicholas Morrow. Hopefully they get Zach Cunningham back so you have two linebackers and you could hedge your bets and you could choose which one of the two guys you want to put out there on the money downs. If there's a dime, obviously Nickel, you have both of them out there, but they could spell each other. I think that's actually a good situation to have two of these kind of reclamation project linebackers at the same time, hopefully both healthy. Now, I also give a little boost because it's a good situation for Shaq Leonard. It's a coach in Nick Sirianni. He knows. It's a, you know, it's Devontae Smith, who he's been a workout partner with in the offseason. It's, it's Jalen Hurts, who's been, you know, in the same frat. I, I think there's a very familiar and comfortable locker room for Darius Leonard to come in. There is a reputation the Eagles have for, hey, we're in it late in the season. We've got a chance to win a championship. Come on in and be a cog in the engine. Don't be the whole thing. Just be a cog in the engine. It reminds me of NBA teams, how the buyout market in the NBA. You know, you get a formerly really good player, starter, 20-point-per-game guy, and maybe now he's at the end of his career, and there's a buyout situation And he finds his way to a contender. It happens all the time in the NBA. You know, Rasheed Wallace back in the day. Shooters all over the place back in the day. I mean, it's happened here with the Sixers at times with buyout guys. Um, I'm trying to think of famous ones off my head. Andre Iguodala, Warriors, or, you know, whoever it is. A big guy, David West, Warriors. Just names you remember as as former all-star kind of players that aren't that anymore but they could play a role in a team. They're welcome with open arms. It's like a second chance. It's rejuvenation. I think it will give them a chance to get the most out of Darius Leonard. I do like this is just a one-year deal. I wouldn't sign this guy for multiple years. I don't think there's much left in the tank. Uh, Obviously, the Colts and and Shane Steichen, who's there, and as an offensive guy who sees the tape of his defense, could see the reality of all this. I I don't think this is a long-term thing. And the Colts probably are right about the future of Darius Leonard. But for the rest of this year, heck, maybe it has some shades of Odell Beckham a couple years ago, who had clearly waned as a player, had waned as a personality with the Cleveland Browns. It wasn't meshing anymore. They just moved the heck on. And the Rams benefited. I mean, Odell Beckham helped that team get to the Super Bowl. I know he got hurt in the Super Bowl, but he helped that team get to the Super Bowl there. And big game on the road against the Tampa Bay Bucs in the playoffs. So that could happen. It wouldn't shock me. If this version of Darius Leonard makes a play, 
he makes a play to help them win a big game down the stretch or win a playoff game. And at this point, considering how dire it is on defense, anyone that can make a play is welcome in Midnight Greet to me. All right, my, my last thought on the Darius Leonard signing, excuse me, Shaq Leonard. I'm going to screw this up this whole time here. My last thought is a, a little criticism of how we got here and of Howie Roseman. All three linebackers that were on the field Sunday for the Eagles were at some point cut and re-signed this offseason, okay? Or, or during the season. And it goes to show, at some point, I'm not expecting or, th- or thinking the Eagles should completely alter their philosophy and start taking linebackers within the top 10 of a draft or top 15 of a draft. But at some point, there has to be a concerted effort to identify something in the position that could stick for more than a year or two because playing this game of roulette with linebacker leaves you like this. It's almost like changing out a bullpen every single year in baseball. And I understand why you would think you could do that because relievers are volatile and signing them long-term is not a great idea. Kind of like signing Shaq Leonard was not a great idea long-term for the Colts. But some continuity does help. The Phillies have shifted a couple things here and there and they found Jeff Hoffman and they got Kimbrell for a year and it was you know, it was Knable the year before that. But they found an Alvarado and have kept an Alvarado. They have developed and kept and cultivated a Sir Anthony Dominguez. I believe they'll do the same thing with Orion Kirker. And you can mix around some of it. But how about, can, can we just give me one? Can you give me one linebacker that is here and developed and stays and is re-signed and you get from draft day through whenever it is you think they're not as good anymore, five or six years of good football? That's what the Eagles need to figure out a way to do. Maybe it's Trot. Maybe it's trade up for Trot in the draft. They need to do that. And I think about TJ Edwards right now and a little bit of the mismanagement of this roster in the offseason by Howie Roseman. Has anyone paid attention to what TJ Edwards is doing in Chicago? I know the Bears aren't any good. But TJ Edwards is having what I believe is a borderline all-pro season, certainly a Pro Bowl season. He has not gone backwards. He has actually elevated from where he was last year. He has playing he plays in the run game and the pass game. I think he's been awesome for the Chicago Bears. And he was a homegrown guy that they developed and they watched become, you know, go from a guy that you know, maybe would get in the field in the preseason a little bit, maybe a backup, maybe a depth guy, to a starter, to a good player. Not great, but good player on a Super Bowl team. And they let him walk and the money wasn't that ridiculous. And I think about the roster management here as they left safety bear. They left linebacker bare. They ran it back with old corners. Like, just think about the roster management this offseason. They ran it back with the old corners. They gave their center you know, $15 million, even though they had a backup center they drafted last year in the second round. And they let a homegrown, good young linebacker walk. And they let a 26-year-old safety walk at CJGJ. I mean, you could go back and, and move the puzzle pieces around if you want. I'm just pointing out that that's what they did. And especially T.J. Edwards, I believe, was a mistake by the Philadelphia Eagles. Imagine if they had one good thing locked in the linebacker would change this defense, I believe, considerably. And now they're trying to chase their tail because they made some mistakes here in the offseason. It's okay to have a linebacker. I'm not saying pay him $20 million. I'm not saying keep it around for 12 years through thick and thin. I'm just saying like having one guy you could count on among the three or four you need for more than like 10 minutes – it, it would probably solve some issues around here. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Hopefully Shaq Leonard answers the call in the short term. We'll talk soon on WIP Daily.